This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Today I would like to talk about one of the great bass players from the 1950s into the early 60s. His name is Paul Chambers, also known as P.C., Starting about 1955, through his active career, which went through 68, he recorded with some of the most important jazz musicians of that era, including Miles Davis, uh, Bill Evans, Cannibal Adderley, John Coltrane, Red Garland, Wynton Kelly, and his name is associated with some of the most important records of what's known as the hard bop era, including those great prestige in Columbia Records in the 50s with Miles Davis, Blue Train with John Coltrane, Giant Steps on these wonderful trio records with Red Garland. He also performed with uh, Wes Montgomery. He was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but raised in Detroit, um, where in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s was also a hotbed of jazz. Some great musicians come out of Detroit. In the late 1930s, a young bassist by the name of Jimmy Blanton revolutionized the way the bass functioned in a jazz group. It went away from a strictly metronomic role to um, an instrument that was capable of contributing great solos. So let's take a quick listen to a wonderful solo from Jimmy Blanton from 1941. This is a live recording. um, It's called Sepia Panorama. Check out Blanton's pizzicato bass solo. So Jimmy Blanton changed the concept of how the bass functioned and what was required of a bassist post-1940. Not only did they have to be able to play walking lines with very good time, they had to be soloists and solo like a horn player. Some other important bassists that precede Paul Chambers that were important influences were people like Ray Brown, Oscar Pettiford, Milt Hinton, and George DeVivier, all very strong influences on Paul Chambers. So he's playing in Detroit um, in the early 1950s, and he moves to New York about 1954, 1955, and his first really important job is to play with what's called the new Miles Davis Quintet. Uh, Miles had two great quintets in the 50s. The first was with uh, John Coltrane. Red Garland, uh, Philly Joe Jones, of course, Paul Chambers and Miles. In late 1957 and 58, he changed pianists to Bill Evans and then Wynton Kelly and changed drummers to Jimmy Cobb. So there's actually two variations of that first great quintet. But Paul Chambers was there all the way through that. Not only was he a great timekeeper, he played great uh, pizzicato solos, but he was also a very good arco player. In other words, he could play with the bow, much like Slam Stewart. So he had two ways of soloing. We're going to listen to um, an early recording of his from 1955. This is a Miles Davis recording on Prestige. It's entitled The New Miles Davis Quintet, and this is the theme. It starts with the melody, and then it launches right into a Paul Chambers bass solo at the very beginning. Check this out. Thank you. 
really amazing. He was 20 years old playing with Miles Davis, arguably the most famous jazz musician of that era. And the first solo on that track called The Theme is a bass solo from young Paul Chambers. The playing is really outstanding. Um, not only a great walker, but a wonderful soloist and plays very much like a horn player playing great bebop solo lines. He was held in very high esteem by Miles and other musicians. And he was also offered a recording contract under his own name on Blue Note Records. And it's very unusual for a bassist to be a leader um, at this time, especially a 21-year-old uh, musician, relatively unknown from Detroit. The next track we're going to listen to is from his 1956 debut album called The Whims of Chambers. The title track is called Tale of the Fingers, and this features Paul playing Arco, or better known as using the bow. Very few bassists from this period used the bow for solos, um, except for Slam Stewart. So check this out. Wonderful playing. going to listen to was from a 1956 Miles Davis record called Roundabout Midnight. At this time, Miles Davis and his quintet, they were under contract to Prestige Records, and he signed the contract with Columbia, and they made the record, but the agreement was they would hold the release of the album until he was finished um, with his contractual agreement with Prestige. This track is called Dear Old Stockholm. It's interesting in a lot of respects because part of it sounds somewhat modal, which of course is going to lead us into you know the, the very important kind of blue of 1959, and it features Paul Chambers very prominently. Columbia Records, the recording of Dear Old Stockholm, Miles Davis Quintet.
Something that makes that recording so memorable is the fact that Red Garland really drops out. He doesn't accompany him or comp in a very um, obvious manner. He leaves it really open, very stark, so all you hear is the drummer, uh, Philly Joe, playing with brushes, and you can really hear the sound of Paul Chambers' bass and, and that really clear articulation in those big, fat, round notes that he was so famous for. The next track we're going to listen to is from a prestige album, Miles Davis Quintet, recorded the same year, 1956, part of this uh, massive recording session where they did all first takes. And this particular album is called Relaxing, and this is a beautiful ballad entitled You're My Everything. Now, Paul doesn't play a solo on this. It's a slow ballad, and when the tempo is really slow, the beats, they become very, very big, and the bass player has to really sustain his notes. Check out Paul's bass playing. He uses double stops. He has triplets. He has what we call drop downs. He does all kinds of things to keep the time from rushing, and it's, it's beautiful bass playing, but let's really focus on his playing on this track. The next track comes from 1957. Even though Paul had been on the scene in New York for only two years, he was making a lot of records with a variety of wonderful musicians, great musicians. And he became part of the Red Garland Trio, which was actually a subset of Miles Davis's uh, quintet, which was very common for kind of guys to hire themselves out to do other recording sessions. But the Red Garland Trio made a lot of records in the latter part of the 50s, and Paul played on most of those records. Some of those records are a garland of red, dig it, groovy, Red Garland, revisited Red Garland's piano, PC blues. I mean, these are great records. We're going to listen to uh, Duke Ellington's Sea Jam Blues from the album Groovy. This is a lesson in how to play a walking bass line on a blues. It's a magnificent recording. You can hear um, every musician playing very, very clear. This rather transparent, and you can really get the essence of Paul Chambers, his time feel, the round sound, and the way he pushes it without being overly assertive. This is perfect balance.
The last track we're going to listen to in today's show is from Paul's 1957 recording, Bass on Top. He was the leader. Again, unusual that a bass player, such a young bassist, would be a leader on so many important and memorable records from this period. Again, the name of the album was Bass on Top, and this is an old standard entitled I'm Confessing I Love You. It's really an interesting track. You know, it features him throughout playing the melody, and you can hear influences of Ray Brown, Oscar Pettiford, and all these subtle nuances. It's a fantastic recording. So we're going to go out today with Paul Chambers on I'm Confessing I Love You. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. Visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com. Jazz Insights is produced by WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta, Georgia.